0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym
1: Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest owner of Ignite Wellness Studio in Phillips, South Dakota. Trisha Burns, how are you doing today?
2: Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. Thank you for being on with us. I'm excited to get deeper into this, but let's start off, start at the beginning. Tell us what Ignite is all about.
2: Ignite Wellness Studio is about taking wellness into rural America. Um, we are based out of a town with a population of 820 people, and we are bringing them everything that they need as far as we're concerned to become completely well um from the inside out
1: fantastic we're going to get more into the the ways that you execute that but before we talk about now give us a little bit of background a little bit of history Um, you you haven't been strictly in the fitness business for a very long time You pretty pretty different line of work that led into this so give us that background and and tell us how we got here
2: okay So my husband, Marty and I are actually ranchers. That is our main business, if you will. And um, I had our son, Carson in 2007. And from there, I had never really been interested in fitness, but my husband has been a lifelong weightlifter. And so he said, you know, take some time now that we have this baby, take some time for yourself, work out, get to feeling better. And pretty soon, that was all I could think about and talk about. So I went back to school and became a personal trainer. I started doing some personal training online in 2013. Um, in 2014, I had the privilege of helping um, co-author a number one best-selling book about health and fitness called Rapid Body Makeover. And from there, I was ready to take my new passion and what I love doing, up to our small town of Philip, and so um, being in the rural area we are we don't have busing for our school so I knew I was going to be bringing Carson to school and picking him up so my husband and I decided let's open a spin studio. We'll just pick one thing that we you know that I really love to do and that's teach and I love spin. So we um, rented two small little rooms of a building in downtown main street in 10 spin bikes and um had two classes a day um within 45 days we were up to 15 spin bikes and we had three classes a day six days a week and i went home and said marty the building we're in is for sale what do you think should we buy it and um so he thought about it a little bit and he's like let's do it and by chance the building next door was for sale So we ended up buying two buildings on main street and Phillip and we completely gutted and renovated. And we now have a 4,400 square foot wellness studio.
1: When you say two buildings on main street and Phillip, is that also the same as both buildings on main street and Phillip? (laughs)
2: Yeah, exactly. You're taking over the whole town. (laughs) Basically.
1: So 4,400 square feet and you are making, um, I don't even think it would do justice to say you're making the best possible usage of Ford. You're using, you have to be using every square inch of that because you have besides regular fitness and, and we get into those offerings. Um, you've got a ton of, of offerings that are more, I think would be considered on the holistic wellness side. So give us an idea in a little bit more in depth. If I come in um, to the studio, what services can I partake in and, you know, how many years of my life would I need to try them all?
2: <laughs> That's right. Well, we've we've had to get creative to make this work in such a small rural area, and so when um, when you walk in the front doors, the first thing that you're going to see is our juice bar. We teamed with Performance Foods, and we have a completely organic, non-GMO um, juice bar. And we did not waste any of our valuable real estate on locker rooms. We've used, like you said, every square inch and we um, offer traditional gym equipment that you can think of free weights, um, weight machines, we have all the little things, speed bag, heavy bag, row machine, all the traditional um, cardio equipment. Uh, We have a classroom area, but then we also offer what we call our wellness solutions. And with our wellness solutions come our fitness classes. We have red light therapy. We have infrared saunas. We offer foot detoxes, um, zero gravity massage chairs, electrical muscle stimulation um, therapy sessions. We also offer ear candling, health enhancing pedicures and manicures, and we also have presotherapy.
3: Wow.
1: So how did you figure out, you know, you have your, you've got your standard gym equipment in the facility and that's, you know, all right, we went, we've got you, we have spin bikes and then we expand and we have the self-service gym equipment and, and that's, you know, been tried and true for years and years. But like, how did you decide and figure out the order? How much trial and error has there been with, you know, we're going to, we're going to offer the sauna, we're going to offer the zero G massage. Like, where do these ideas come from and, and how do you choose what, where, when there's just so many things. And I feel like some of it is has got to be luck, but some of it's got to be planning too.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, both. Um, you know, when we started, it, it was trial and error. We actually had a massage therapist on staff and we didn't offer any of the other wellness solutions, but, um, with time comes change and growth. And we knew that that just one person wasn't going to be enough to, to one, meet all the needs of our members and two, financially sustain us. You know, one person can only do so many massages a day. So enter in the so she opted to leave and start her own business. So then that's when we thought this is a great time to to go in a different direction. And so that's when we brought in the, the massage chairs. And, you know, fitness is such a cool thing because when you start taking care of your body, your mind follows. And so, or it can be the other way around too. You can start with your mind and your body will follow. But we knew that there were things that people couldn't get anywhere in this area. And we're drawing members from a 90 mile radius. We're the only full service gym in a 90 mile radius.
3: Wow. So We knew that
2: there was things that we needed to offer that they couldn't get anywhere else. And I'm all about making our bodies work for us um, and not just coming up with a quick fix. So that's when we started really digging in and trying to research and find science-based offerings that would truly bring wellness to our members and, and help them meet their goals, not just physically, but mentally and and for their health, too.
1: Yeah, it, it a 90 mile radius is it's mind-blowing for someone who spent my entire life in the northeast but you know it's where you know a nine mile radius is is probably further than most people will go to for any type of service but I, i mean for reference you know it 90 miles where you are you know um are there many, are there larger towns? Is it a bunch of towns in the area that are, you know, this thousand person? Like, how far is it to the near, is, is Rapid City the closest um, large town or city to you?
2: Yes, yeah, so Rapid City is the, the largest city to the west of us, and that's 80 miles. And then we have Pier, which is our state capital,
1: mm-hmm. to
2: the east of us, and that's 90 miles. So, so you're,
1: you're you're smack in the middle of, of the two biggest Okay. So, yeah. so realistically, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's not out of the ordinary for people to drive long distances for things that they want and need out where you are. You know, that's just, that could be a grocery run for all we know.
2: Absolutely. It is. Yeah.
1: You're, you're, you're not getting a lot of Instacart deliveries probably <laughs> out, out there for sure. No, oh, no
2: so. safe day delivery on anything.
1: <laughs> so, um, as far as the, the town size, you're 20 miles outside of town, correct? Correct. And then the town itself has a little over 800 people. I have to assume that you must, just by virtue of it being that that small, either know everybody or know somebody who knows, like, you either know everybody or you know one degree of separation for everyone in town, so did you have to really do any advertising, any marketing, or was this just one of those things where with all the building and the opening, like everybody knows the second it happens, how is that, that small town, um, you know, logistics worked in your favor?
2: You absolutely are right. We say, if you're not friends with them, you're family with them, you know, you're related if you, if you don't, if you're not just friends with them. So word of mouth was huge for us. And, of course, the buzz of seeing the buildings, you know, these old buildings, one of them hadn't been occupied in many years. And to see new life being you know breathed into it, we had people stopping by all the time, which was great to get the the word out. Um, being from a small rural community, social media isn't always the best avenue either. There's a lot of our members um, that are actually sixty and older. That aren't maybe on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. So we also utilized our small town paper, um, who has a wide um, outreach. They, I, I think, their outreach is like 120 miles. So when you know what people couldn't tell their friends or, or family or neighbors about, we we did some stories and some advertising in the paper. But that is that's how we really got started. But when we brought the spin bike. Um, When we started the spin studio, um, the spin bike was something new to the area. And so that created a lot of buzz. Everybody was really excited about it. So that really is what started the whole talk about it.
1: Got it. Got it. So that starts happening. um, You know, one thing leads to another, you're growing, you know, once there's construction going on, there's, there's more buzz there. And um, again, in, in this area, you have, and I think we established a team there that you, you couldn't live without, probably couldn't survive without. Is it something that, did you grow that from people coming to you, looking to add their services in, telling you like, hey, this is a great place I'd like to be associated with? Is it, you know, how much does that dynamic led into you building the team that you have there too?
2: You know, actually the team that I have built, I'm really proud of. Um, I have a, one of our team members has been with us from the beginning and she was a stay-at-home mom. She has six boys, um, her and her husband farm. And um, this was her first job that she had had in I don't know how many years, 15 maybe. Um, so wow, it's sure been fun, yeah, to work with her, find her strengths and really grow and develop off of that. You know, hey, let's let's add this in. Would this be something interest that would interest you to, to train on and to learn and to be able to help me offer this? So that's kind of how we, or not kind of, that is how we developed our team is really finding things that, that interest our team members that, that made them want to, you know, light the fire and say, Hey, yeah, I want to train. I want to do this too.
1: All right. So what, you know, as we sit here today, um, what is your day-to-day involvement look like? Are you taking, are you doing a lot of training sessions? Are you doing any of the other services Uh, How much of your time is spent in, you know, management, personnel, you know, working on the business uh, versus in the business?
2: So we are in a season of growth and change. Um, We were part of the small towns that the um, Keystone Pipeline was going to go through. And um, so we had a huge influx in members and we were gearing towards that. Um, We had many contracts that with um, security guards and whatever to come in and work out with us. And um, a year ago, just a little over a year ago, a year ago, January, that was taken away. And so we're still in our season of change and growth. And so I'm working a lot in the business right now, as, as opposed to being, you know, working on the business. So my day starts with teaching fitness classes. That's my passion. And I love that. So I get to start my day teaching classes. Um, I, you know, carve out about two hours to be in my office and try and do the, the business side of things. But then I'm meeting with a personal training clients and I am helping um, with the services, the wellness services. The, and I'm trained to do all of them. So whatever I need to fill in for that day, I do.
1: Okay, so yeah, you really... I I like how you, you know, don't necessarily say that you, you don't have to be the one to execute all the services, but you can where you need to. And as you staff up, staff down, as you go through these seasons of change, which I I love is a way to look at things. um, You can be flexible in what you need to do, how that needs to go there. So, um, so you have this, um, you know, kind of multifaceted or, or, you know, multi-service business. How have you broken down your memberships? Do you have general access membership and then add-on services? Like how, how do you keep it as simple as possible, but still give people all the options that you have?
2: So we do, we, we have just our, our basic memberships and we have not really wavered from that in the, in all the years that we've been here, we've, we've just stuck to those three, you know, we have our platinum membership, which is for our 65 and older, and then we have a single membership and a family membership. Um, So the other services are add ons. And if you're a member, you get a discount, but being in a small town, we need to offer these wellness solutions to everybody, not just our members. And so that's where the membership really comes in to play as far as if they want to take part in these wellness solutions and they want those at a discount, then become a member. And bonus, you get to use the infrared saunas and you get to use all the gym equipment and you get to attend the classes without paying for them. But if you're not a member, then, then they, you can still utilize all our services, but it's just at an additional rate or a higher rate.
1: Okay, so you make, you know, for people who are just coming in, looking for a place to work out, fairly simple. You're a a single, a family or platinum. And then then it's basically a la carte from there. Correct, yep. So it doesn't get too overwhelming. You're not trying to, you know, you pick three services. You can have this many, you know, I've seen all of these and, you know, one of the, you know, the things you, you hear a lot in business is like a confused mind doesn't buy anything and it it can Perfect. really make the whole the whole situation awkward and you know you get a lot of people that just come in all right I'll, I'll let you know because now they have to think about it for a week and the more you spend thinking about it it's it's really easy to talk yourself out of going to the gym if that's not your habit so um Absolutely. what is your your intake your onboarding process look like leading into that like if you know if i move into town and i reach out to you and i say hey i'm looking for a place to work out Probably not a lot of competition, but we still have to have some type of conversation about whether we're a good fit. So are you executing those and, um, and what do they look like?
2: So my entire staff, our entire team helps execute those. And we always say, come work out with us for a few days and see what you think. You know, there's no better advertisement than getting them in the door, meeting us and seeing what we have to offer. One of the greatest compliments I receive is when people open the door and walk through and they're like, oh my gosh, this is not what I was expecting for a small town. Um, That to me is, yes, I, you know, we have brought you all of this big city fitness stuff. We want you here. We want you working out with us, not just at home. And I truly believe that one of the hardest things for people is to walk through the door. You know, um, it takes a lot of self-confidence and a lot of courage, especially in a small town, to say, you know what, it's time for me to change my habits or it's time for me to, to better myself, I'm here. So we don't, we don't want anybody to walk out the door confused or trying to figure out what membership works for them. So we've kept it simple. We tell them, come work out with us for a few days. Let's meet, talk about your goals. Um, my husband and I are both personal trainers. Talk about your goals, we're gonna help you find a way to to meet those goals. And then uh, we, yeah, from there, just give them our our basic little contract where they can pick what membership works for them. And then they can add those things on the wellness solutions on later, like a month of unlimited red light therapy or whatever it is that they want. Awesome,
3: awesome.
1: All right, so as far as where the business is right now, you you kind of described it as as a season of change and you're handling things um, you know, where you're involved and and you're working on a lot and in figuring out what the next stage is going to be. If you had to, you know, I guess summarize, like, I know you're in a small town, so that's, that's one thing that, um, kind of limits your options, but, but what are your biggest obstacles slash, you know, opportunities with this season of change that you're going through?
2: So one of our biggest obstacles and why we've had to get so creative is there's only so many people in our little area that we can draw from. So that is, you know, we we can't just go out and recreate new members. You know, you might have some turnover and you think, oh, well, I'll run a special and I'll go get some more. But unfortunately that's not our option um, because we only have so many. And although we draw from a large area, you know, people can't just drive 90 miles um, both ways to work out one time, you know, every day. So that's our biggest obstacle. And I, my goal and what my focus is, is this year, I really want to educate people and let them know why it's so important to take care of their health and why it's so important to to pick us to help them with their health.
4: Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, education is, is so much more of a powerful tool than a lot of people really look at when it comes to, if you want to plug that in and say that it falls into marketing or advertising, but it's, it's just really, it's part of the puzzle that gets overlooked a lot. And I think one of the things we talked about, and probably the last thing we'll get to dive into here is you really want to make a move in Vietnam to do this, um, to some degree virtually as well as in person to spread your reach, spread your impact, but still maintain the quality in the, the connection that you have in the business um, for all these people. So what do you see as being the you know, short-term, long-term goals as far as that expansion goes to be able to reach people, you know, outside of Philip?
2: So that's exactly what you, you summarize that perfectly. That's exactly what we want to do. We want to educate so that we can become more virtual. That's where I started and I'm migrating back to that more just because of the way the world has changed in the last two years. Um, So education, you know, it is so confusing to even know where to start. You know, you wake up one morning and you think, I'm tired of feeling like this, or I'm tired of being this size, or I'm tired of feeling tired all day long. And so today's the day I'm going to make the change. And you turn on the TV and, and you have somebody telling you one thing, and then you pick up the newspaper and somebody's telling you something else. And then you get on your phone and you scroll social media and they're telling you that this is what you should do. And it is so hard to know where to begin. Like, I just wanna feel better, somebody help me. There's so many options out there. So my quest in, is to educate. So to start small with Lunch and Learns here at the studio and really start to educate. Our bodies are these amazing machines. And if we put a monetary value to them and, and try to replace one part, it would be more than any of us could ever afford. If, you know, if we had to replace all parts. So that's where we need to learn to take care of our bodies. And that's that's what I want to do is is educate. Let's learn the science behind it. let's let's figure out why we're gaining weight. Let's figure out why we're not building muscle. Let's figure out why we're feeling like this so that we can change it and we can change it from the inside out.
1: That's I just I love that aspect of getting people to realize, what the value is, what the impact is above and beyond just a clothes size or you know uh you know the the occasion where they may walk up a flight of steps and get out of breath like hey this is this is one indicator, but let's look at if we're not there, what are the other parts of our body that and it maybe maybe it's body and mind connection. where are we missing out on these opportunities? Um, somebody put put it in a way that I'm going to butcher but um, I heard a couple of years ago a lot of people don't even realize how bad they feel on a regular basis until they start to feel a little bit better and exactly. then that getting a taste of that becomes a pursuit that that we don't want to let go of and that's you know it's not that you want to pour salt in the wounds of people but it's like hey do you realize you could just you could get out of bed and want to wake up. You could feel better when you move, and it sounds like that's the the direction. That's the what you're spreading, and I think that's that's a great um, it's a great path to take. It's not just about um, you know any any particular metric. It's just overall you know how good can you feel, how in tune can your body can be, and how well can you take care of it to make you make it last a long time.
2: Right. Absolutely. There's, you know, all kinds of tricks out there. There's all kinds of pills and powders and potions that can help you reach a goal. But that's short term, you know, they're, they're designed to make you stay on them, Right. They want you to keep coming back for business. And, and I wanted, I wanted to teach you how to make your body the very best it can be and be comfortable in your skin, no matter what that's, what, what it looks like. Cause it all looks different to some people or to everybody.
1: It's amazing. It's, um, I guess, you know, one of those things where I see it and I'm, I'm so thankful now, you know, we're talking over Zoom and that the world has gotten a lot smaller through the digital technologies, things like that, because it would be a shame, you know, it's great that you're doing what you're doing in a town of 800 people, but it'd be a shame to contain it. And, you know, the fact that you're looking forward, you're looking for ways outwardly to spread it um, just, just gives me a lot more hope. Um, that you know more people like you will continue to do that, uh, because small towns, I think are are it's tougher to make that impact in person. But for people like you who say, yeah, i'm I'm gonna crush it. I'm gonna make an impact to as many people as I can in my town, but I'm not stopping there.
2: Get out of my way. Well, thank you. yes, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time in the health and fitness industry. I think that being locked down for Oh, however long it was, it's different for everybody. But too long. The, yeah, it was. You know, it's time to feel better. We want to feel better mentally. We want to feel better physically, and it goes hand in hand. If you don't feel good physically, you're not going to feel good mentally. So,
1: yeah, for sure, I agree a hundred percent. Well, we are nearly out of time here. Um, before I let you go, a little bit philosophical. Uh, you've been doing this now. I think you said you got your certification in 2014 around that area. 2015 with the spin studio so you've been in the game a little while and you've seen some things come and go you've tried a bunch of stuff you've held on to a lot and you're going to keep on going is there anything that you wish you could go back and tell your younger self maybe something that you wish you knew sooner or did sooner as far as this this phase of your life goes?
2: You know honestly um when I started out I was one that was so worried about How I physically looked, how can I be a successful personal trainer if I don't have the six pack and I don't have the 10% body fat and I have learned so much about wellness and health, you know, over the last 10 years that I, I wish that I could go back and and say, you know what, quit focusing on that and focus on being well.
1: I think that's. That's a point that gets overlooked too often, and I hope, I hope that resonates with some people that are out there um, listening. We're we're all a work in process. If we're not working on ourselves, then we're going in the wrong direction. There's no such thing as maintenance. It's it's grow or die, improve. You know, um, and it doesn't have to be all about like you say, how you look or what certification you have or how many years experience you have. If if you're on the path. To self improvement, and you want to inspire other people to do the same thing, just let that guide you, and um, you know, don't don't stop that, don't let that stop you from reaching out to other people and try to impact their life.
2: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. The odds were stacked against me. I was a, a rancher's wife in the middle of nowhere, a country bumpkin, and decided to uh, to pursue my passion. And I'm so thankful I did.
1: Well, I am too. And I'm I'm thankful that you were here today. Last question for you. This is going to be an easy one. If people want to find out more about you, about Ignite, um, where can they look you up? Website, social media, any place where we can find you more about your story, your facility, the book, anything like that.
2: Yeah, so IgniteWellnessStudio.com is our website. Facebook is um, IgniteWellnessStudio-Philip. And those are the two best places to find us.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here. It's been a pleasure having you and I wish you continued success.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was nice to to visit with you.
1: You too. You too. And to everybody out there listening, we're not forgetting about you. We wouldn't be here without you. I hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. And if you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Lords out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
5: What's up, Jim Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Nick Slow from SPM Fitness in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What's up, Nick Slow? How are you today?
6: I am wonderful. How are you doing?
5: Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it.
6: It is a pleasure.
5: All right. So let's jump right into the details here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own facility?
6: Well, for me, what made me want to own my own facility is what fitness did for me, you know, overcoming suicide attempts and uh, overcoming bullying and things like that. Fitness was that antidepressant that I need to deal with the depression, going to the gym and, you know, dealing with bullying when I first came to the United States. So surviving the gang violence and everything in one, I'm like, you know what? The gym was an escape for me. I want to show the world that it can be that for them as well, regardless Mm -hmm. why they may be depressed, regardless why they may be dealing with whatever mental health issues they are dealing with. Like to lift some heavy weights and get a good sweat going, get some cardio going, does a lot for the mind, you know? So that's really why I wanted to do it because it wasn't just the physical body transformation because that's the easy part but to transform someone's mind does a lot. You're transforming the whole entire generation because a lot of times people's mindset and attitude is generation passed down. So when you're able to put them in a position where they think better and you do that through fitness, you're now saving the following generations to come in their life.
5: Absolutely, yeah. That's, I mean, a huge part of fitness and being in the gym is mental, Absolutely. You know, and- what it can do for you mentally, as far as confidence goes and just overall well being, there's so much more to it than the physical.
3: Absolutely.
5: So, awesome. Okay. And now, what does your business model look like currently? How are you structuring things? Are we doing group classes, one on one, semi privates, a little bit of everything? Kind of walk us through that.
6: So, for me, I'm doing personal training as a main focus. And then Saturday, I have one group class, which is my 9 a.m. class which really is just for my spoiled clients who, you know, want to get out of the house and they want to come to the gym. That's the real reason why I haven't started because when I opened the gym, I wanted to focus more on um, personal training, nothing else. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, if you were telling me, yo, you'll make a killing if you do group classes. Yeah, but I'm looking in the mindset of the fact that I did this to have a one-on-one isolation time with the client, you know, uh-huh. because that goes a long way. So I built the personal training. We have the group classes. um, And at times I'll throw some intense challenges in there for them. Like, you know, a few months back, we had a challenge where who could do the most burpees um, in three days. The goal was 2,000 burpees. And yes, the client that everyone least expected, even her herself, did not expect is the one that completed the 2,000 burpees. So that's pretty much our structure. Just really, it's more I would say family base. I would say because mm-hmm. everyone, I mean, we're, I I track a lot of business owners, so they're able to interact with each other in that a, a, a area, where you know they can use each other's services. Mm-hmm. So you know that that structure for me works and it's great, and I get to feed off them as well because you know business owners, we need to stay together. <laughs>
5: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially now, you know, it's uh, more uh, obvious than ever. So. Absolutely. All right. Now, how many clients or or members are you currently serving at the facility?
6: Personal training is about fifty clients. Okay. All
5: right. Yeah, so
6: about 50, about fifty.
5: Okay. And how did you acquire those clients up until? this point was it mostly just word of mouth or referrals or any type of advertising how have you built it up thus far
6: social media so due to me being very active on instagram um i do a lot of teaching which is what my personal training things is focused i call it the two e's education and energy OK, so people, they can go to the gym and like oh, I'm doing push-ups whole time. They're doing it in a way that's going to destroy their shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lap pull down whole time. They're doing rear delts. Don't even realize the difference just in a small tweak of the elbows coming forward and lifting the chest up. So that's the way that I've, I've been building it, because as I'm posting these things on social media, people are realizing, one, there's things that I'm teaching that their trainers are not even caring to teach them two they've been going to the gym they haven't gotten any results three they're consistently coming to my page to get some type of knowledge before they go to the gym to train whatever body part they're going to train and that worked for me um i tried to run social media ads doesn't work for me um and then from that my quality service that leads clients to you know speaking greatly to their you know friends and things like that about my services and then they just come through, you know?
5: Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah, being active on social media is a huge aspect of that. Um, Now, are you offering any other services within the business? Because acquiring clients isn't the only way to grow. I mean, we can get more clients, we can Um, provide the clients that we already have with higher levels of service, and therefore they're paying more. And then also we can keep our clients longer, which is what we like to do. Um, But are there any other levels of service that you're offering to your clients as far as like nutrition, accountability, anything like that, that's providing them with that higher level of service, and then also in turn, allowing you to charge more per client?
6: What makes me different in the city of Philadelphia with other trainers is the fact that all of my packages come with a meal plan that's customized mm-hmm. for clients. On addition to that, I got tired of hearing the excuse of I don't got time to cook. So I started the meal prep business within that where they have a menu to choose from and then me doing their uh, macros, I send it to the cook, they get the food, the client's place to order, they come pick their food up. So if a mm-hmm. client knows lunchtime is when they typically cheat or have a hard time getting that meal in, they'll order all their lunch meals for the week. Um, you know, we're talking about some people will be getting 15 meals um, plus. Um, so that's the one thing that I bring a value to make sure that, you know, everything still stays aligned where I'm not getting, you know, that poor phase when it's time to do check-ins and, you know, the weight starts to go up or things like that.
5: Right, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome and very convenient for your clients, you know, because a lot of the time that's the hardest part to stick to for Absolutely. people is the the meal plan and the changing of the nutrition because, you know, people don't, it's, there are too many um, opportunities and temptations and everything as far as the food stuff goes. So if you can kind of take some of those things away, streamline that, make it super simple for them to follow, then that is huge.
3: Absolutely.
5: So, okay. And now what are your, um, actually, hold on, let me back up a little bit. So I want to, I want to cover this first. Are you facing any key challenges or bottlenecks in the business right now, um, that are, are really like top of mind for you? Um, and if so, what, what are those?
6: Uh, what I was dealing with, was the fact that I did, I started my business with nothing. And I started my business not even uh, being really qualified for the building that um, I was I had my gym in because my landlord, you know, he was graceful enough for to say, you know what, I believe in you. I'm going to let you run your gym here. When he could have easily, you know, got a tenant who's beyond qualified and is able to pay up to a year worth of rent, rent no problem you know, Mm -hmm. versus me who would struggle. So that challenge of not having uh, a capital for the business, uh, the challenge of still building my credit while in the process of, you know, understanding the difference between business credit and personal credit, Mm -hmm. the challenge of not having anyone to teach me and having to learn the hard way. Those were the things that I was dealing with, which is where I would say like a lot of my business clients, they came in, you know, very helpful where they would teach me certain things um those were the things man that i mean you're talking about follows you years down on your life because you know people hear entrepreneur they hear wealth period they don't yeah. think about the journey that it yes. takes to get to that end goal and the struggles and the no sleeps and the figuring it out they only hear tax break they that's it you know they they don't mm-hmm. think of other things to it and me not having anyone to teach me oh it it was <laughs> it was challenging Uh, So being approved for like loans to catch up on payments, uh, my lights got shut off during sessions because we're behind on payments. And it it was very, very tough. And I take a lot of these things personal. So, as a man, it strikes you, you know, hurts your ego, hurts your pride. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's embarrassing to even speak on, you know, having to cancel all your sessions for like the next two days until you're able to find a way to pay uh, utilities. It's hard. You know, yeah. having to ask your landlord, "Hey, can you give me a few days till I'm able to pay rent?" It's tough. You know, hurt yeah. your ego, hurt your pride, and mm-hmm. you know, thinking, you know, what is my clients thinking of me? You know, how's this? How's that? But I've learned one thing: that is that everyone went through that, mm-hmm. some sort. Everyone has experienced that because these are the things that makes you feel discouraged and makes you want to quit. These are the things that make you want to say, you know what, just forget it. Maybe I'm not meant, this is not meant for me. Maybe I should just all alone, just start getting a regular nine to five. At least I'll be secured that way. And it's very easy to just forget it all. Mm -hmm. But for me, I had to do what was best for me. And that is making sure that my clients are in a position where they're still getting the quality value that they hired me to get.
5: Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a really good point there. When people look at entrepreneurship, like you said, it's like they look at like the tax break, they look at having a lot of money, they look at, you know, all of the, uh, the positive things, but a lot of times, you know, they don't see nobody thinks about overhead when they walk into a gym, you know, it's like nobody thinks about paying your light bill and your heat and your water and your insurance and your rent. And nobody thinks about that, you know, and then even your clients obviously really don't think about that. Not that they're responsible for it. Um, mm-hmm. But people just don't see those things. You know, they don't think about those aspects and, a lot of times people jump into businesses like this, gyms, and, you know, they get into tough positions because you just don't know what you don't know, you know, And, and learning those things along the way can be really challenging. And it can be very hard to make it through those days. You know, I've been there, like we talked about before, I've been there and it's like, you have nothing. So it's like, you either have to just go all in and figure it out and try to make it work or you you get that nine to five job and you know, you never really pursue your dreams. And a lot of people just take that route because it's easier, you know?
6: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's
5: it's easier, it's more secure. It's, uh, you know, not as much risk, but then it's like they miss out on the reward too.
6: Yeah, their purpose.
5: Exactly, exactly. So now what are your main focuses within the business for this year? Where are you directing most of your energy and attention? Where are you looking to take this thing by the end of 2022?
6: I want to expand it uh, global. And the Mm -hmm. reason why I'm saying global is because I realize that mental health is a big issue all over. Mm -hmm. Before it was saying, you know, it's a big issue in the black community. It's a big issue here. But the more schools that I go to, that I speak. I realize I'm talking to a third grader who's from a whole different uh, race, dealing with a very similar issue mm-hmm. that a black college student is dealing with.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: So this this right here alone makes me want to say, you know what? Forget just one race because this is something that is needed globally so expanding my services globally whereas like i'm pushing my online services online training pushing me going traveling to schools to speak to the youth pushing you know the youth boot camps and things like that that's the big goal that's the big plan for me i'm a big believer you continue to bring value money's gonna come Yeah. You don't have to chase money, chase money. Okay. Of course, bills need to get paid. You need to come up with a game plan on how that's going to be done. Mm -hmm. But one thing every real entrepreneur knows is that you get paid on the value that you bring. Yes. And then the more you bring value, the more you get paid. So my thing is saving more lives, especially youth. You know, it's not waiting until they get through the prison system, then I'm going there to speak, but really way before, because there are certain things that they're experiencing at home that honestly it's like heartbreaking and there yeah. is no escape Cause you know you can sit here and try to give them advice and when you really take an ear for the situation like yo like how in the world are you gonna survive this mm-hmm. you know but really helping them as much as you can in that area that's the fitness that I focus more so on that mental aspect this is why I call the business SPM fitness I could have mm-hmm. found an easy catchy name you know like no Spiritual, physical, mental fitness. Because we all know if mentally you're not in the best place, forget the physical. You won't even lose weight if you're a negative person. You Mm -hmm. can eat clean, you can train. If you're mentally not in the right place, nothing will happen. Because why? You're spiking up your uh, cortisol levels and you're going Mm -hmm. to gain that weight. Or if you do lose it, it's bad weight. Right. It's not in the right way that you want to do it
5: hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that being able to help more people on that spiritual and mental level more. That's something that's missing, you know, and especially right now, I think over the last two years or so with COVID and everything, it's become even more, um, prevalent, you know, and people are really seeing the, the mental aspects of it. And even, you know, myself being a, a super active person prior to, and then going into a situation where, you know, you're completely shut down and you're not able to work out and you're not able to move your body in the ways that you were before has mm-hmm. a huge, huge, huge effect on your mental health. They're so closely related. And I think that that's something that gets left out often, you know? So there definitely is a huge opportunity there in a huge market to be able to help people on that level, you know, not only the fitness, but the mental and spiritual aspect as well. Because like Mm -hmm. you said, it's so important, you know, they both play into each other so closely. So
3: that's
5: awesome. Okay. And now, um, how are you? planning to expand your reach to be able to reach more people and help more people, not only within your area, but on a larger scale.
6: Truth is that's still in the process of me figuring it out. Mm Because like I said, there's no team. This is a one man mission. You know, ever since I was 14, when I decided that this is what I wanted to do, it's always a search and then figure it out. You know, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, applying prayer and everything like that. But after having a few good um, relationships built with, you know, certain schools, certain teachers, really doing more where I'm at and then using that to push, um, I would say, ads and reaching out to different schools to speak. That's the game plan for now. Um, There's not any crazy funding behind it, but. I, all I can do is all I can do. And then I'll just right. leave the rest up to God. That's the plan right now.
5: Okay. And so, ideally, would you like to get the gym to a place where it's basically kind of like running itself and providing that solid foundation so that you can? kind of go on to the next level and focus on the next thing, but still have that really solid foundation kind of backing you and pushing you along?
6: Absolutely. Because, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you know, if you have to be present in your business for it to operate, you don't have a business. You Mm have work. Right. We all know that, you know, Um, your business needs to be operating with you sleeping, with you away on vacation. If you are away and your business has to close, something's wrong you know, not necessarily something is wrong, but you may still be in the very beginning stages and -hmm. there's still things you need to be working on. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's ideal, you know, to be able to have your business, be able to run itself, and then you're able to then step away and focus on what's next and be able to reach more people and help more people on another level. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. And now, so one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility or going their own way, doing their own thing, what would that be?
6: Hmm. (laughs) See, there's so many different advice because after learning so much, it's like, there's not that bam. I know.
5: Well, what's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way, probably?
6: Credit is the key to every door. Mm -hmm. Your credit score is a key to every door. Mm -hmm. I I can hear the whole, you know, start what you have and all that. But realistically, you can have all the cash flow you you have. You know, you can have mommy giving you 20 grand. You can have your father giving you 50 grand. But if your credit is garbage, guess what? You won't even be able to get utilities in your name. You won't even be able to uh, get a place to use as a gym. You know, credit is key and really understand the difference between business credit and personal credit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And not using your personal credit for business stuff. Okay. Key thing, make sure you do file your taxes. Make sure you do your taxes because a lot of times what happens is you see the money, you love it, you're happy, you're excited, and you're using it, using it. And now you want to buy a house. You can't. And now you're trying to tell the IRS certain things and they're like, oh, well, you owe us, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, These are the things that I know that stood out to me the most. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's just really be prepared to change your plans. Be prepared to change your marketing strategy because this is the fitness industry. You're talking about a thing where science is evolving like crazy. So what was working back in 2012? Is not working today. Mm -hmm. You know what was working? I mean, before COVID, what was working is not working anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. like now, you'd probably succeed more selling online training than personal one-on-one in the gym training because most people are scared to come out. You know, so you have to be prepared for that situation. Mm
4: -hmm. And
6: again, you have to understand. If you want to really be successful, you have to have endurance and yes. you have to understand that not everything is guaranteed. You may look at this month and you're like, all right, next month I'm going to bring in 15 grand. You may be very disappointed,
3: mm-hmm. okay?
6: Because you may only bring two, you know, because again, a situation takes place again, like it's crazy as COVID. All right, we're shutting down all gyms now bills still need to get paid Mm -hmm. you still need to eat you still need to live what are you going to do then nothing is ever guaranteed in business right and you don't count your eggs before they hatch don't count your chickens Mm -hmm. before they hatch. because at the end of the day when you're sitting here putting plans on money that clients have not even paid you yet and then you get disappointed that is going to destroy you that's Mm -hmm. going to destroy you and partnership-wise, honestly, if you're going to partner with somebody, make sure it's done through paperwork. Yes. Um, for me, I've never partnered with anyone because mm-hmm. that's my personality ever, ever since I've been a kid. I'm the only child. I do everything on my own. But if mm-hmm. you're going to do partnership, make sure it's on paperwork. Do not, oh, that's my mom. That's my dad. That's so-and-so, family, friend. Don't. Matter, do not. yeah, do not mm-hmm not it has to be on paperwork and it has to be something that you feel a hundred percent comfortable with and you're not taking a risk Big right. a business is already a risk the last thing you want is to be taking a risk by partnering with someone that their only vision is the money mm-hmm. their only focus is the money I mean most trainers I know aren't even certified so right. really having the knowledge on how to train a client how to run a proper fitness assessment Uh, how to do a real consultation, how to do sales.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: In this game of personal training, you need to be a salesman more than anything, okay? Mm -hmm. Because that's key. Absolutely. If you're not on YouTube learning sales strategies, you will not survive. Mm -hmm. Because you may get the client from a code lead from social media, they come through the door and you can't close the sale, you're not ready for this. And I'm being rude. You have to be able to sell Miss Susie, who's 79 years old, who really, you know, she wants to come to the gym, but she's she thinks she's too old. She thinks you're too expensive, all the way to Mr. Businessman, who's been in business for 30 years, and he's a millionaire, but he's not trying to spend a dime. You have to be able to close these people.
3: Mm-hmm. Because
6: again, if you're not, at the end of the day, you will not survive, that like, you're on a hunt. As mm-hmm. a business owner, you are a hunter. You have to go out and make it happen, you know, and then you have to uh, focus on bringing your clients a value because if they're paying you and you want them to pay you more, there should always be a good reason why, mm-hmm. you know, you have to understand you're not like a car where the second you drive a car off the lot, it, it loses its value. What happens in this game is your value need to increase the second they sign up. Because they need to see, okay, damn, I paid him for, you know, an hour session. And I've been here for an hour, 10 minutes. He's Mm -hmm. not trying to rush my sessions at all. Like I got to ask him to leave. Like if you, somebody write me that review on Google, I love it because it's like, okay, so this person not even trying to rush my session. They're taking time to answer the questions. Okay. And really giving more than you promise.
3: Mm
6: -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like that, it's like, okay. You know what? Hey, I have an opening Saturday at five. Do you want to come do it? Oh, well, I already have my two sessions already. No, it's fine. I, I'll just write the workout for in the board. Just come do and follow it. Now they come through and follow and they felt great. It's like, wow, I slept great. I had a great week. I worked out three days a week. You know what? Maybe I'll probably add a third day to my training mm-hmm. rather than selling, 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 selling. Because if you're focused on selling, you will not get the client. But if you're focused on bringing value, it's a different thing.
5: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Chase the smile. You know, that's what they say. Chase the smile. And I love that you said that, though, about um, sales and the importance of sales and learning sales, because, you know, the amount of personal trainers and gym owners that I talk to that say, well, I'm not a salesperson. And it's like, "Okay, well, you own a business. Mm -hmm. you know, so you better become a salesperson because that's, what's going to keep your doors open. And, you know, without those sales, who are you helping?
3: Mm
5: -hmm. Right. It's like, you're providing a service that is of high value. So yes, people do need to pay for it. If that's how you pay bills, that's how you keep your doors open. And if your doors aren't open, you're not helping anybody. So kind of just shifting the mindset around that. And, you know, like you said, you should be on YouTube learning sales or, you know, consuming as much content as you can regarding that, because there are so many, and especially personal trainers that have no idea how to acquire clients, you mm-hmm. know, like, and and then they end up just kind of either, you know, it, using their personal training job as a second job or finding another job because it it won't support them you know there's so much opportunity within this space and so much room for so many people to be successful with full-time jobs doing Mm -hmm. this but you do you have to learn to sell to sell yourself and to sell your services and I think that that word a lot of times just scares people away immediately
6: yeah because people assume that in order for them to have a business they would have to hire someone that sells you -hmm. have to realize as a business owner you're selling wherever you are you know you're at the supermarket somebody look at you you need to understand they asking you how'd you get that big is an open door for you to say I need you to come in for a consultation
3: Mm -hmm.
6: and when they come through you need to close that Right. And you, as a personal trainer, I really hope, <laughs> I mean, it would be common sense, but unfortunately these days it's not,
3: mm-hmm. you don't want to look,
6: you don't want to be the person to train that looks like he needs a personal trainer.
3: Yes. Right.
6: So that means you're your own walking billboard.
3: Mm-hmm. So
6: you are advertising fitness. So yes. if you don't look fit, I'm not telling you to look like Phil Heath. I'm not telling you to look like Jay Cutler, but I'm telling you, you have to understand you need to take care of yourself as well. As well. That's wherever you go because people are paying attention to that. Yes. You know? So that's what's going to naturally create a magnetic effect for you where people just come up to you asking you questions. You know, mm-hmm. And you have to understand at that moment, I don't care what type of date you're having. I don't care if you just yell at your kids, you need to shift that into a smile and bring in that lead into the gym for sale ain't no oh I'm shy I don't want to speak I don't want this I've had a lot of people come to me for help on growing their personal training business and then with every advice it's like the basic childish excuses like oh you know that's just my personality I don't like talking to people Mm -hmm. well guess what you're in the wrong field because as a personal trainer the one thing we all know is that 80% of this you're a
3: therapist yes
6: 80% of this you are a therapist you are talking about Mar- mar- marital issues you're talking about the kids acting up uh when clients are thinking out loud you everything you have to engage and really be a part of it because the relationship that you're building with them has to show that you care okay right. because as they're in the gym they're releasing out these things It's what makes them get to the car and say wow that was great i really needed that
3: mm-hmm. because
6: it's the same effect as when they go to a therapist except the difference is they're sitting there Talking here, they're burning calories as they're releasing, so they're releasing in every place. Yes. So you're not if you're not really engaging in certain conversations and not really being in their business, but really showing that you care and that you understand that the issue in the situation. Guess what? there's no point. And people train with individuals that they can relate to. Okay. Yes. So if I if I if I'm the gym owner and I'm also a trainer, somebody comes through with a powerlifting, bodybuilding background they're going to come train with me of course they can relate Mm -hmm. to that but if marissa comes through and she see and she sees you in there she's like Mm -hmm. oh i'm gonna train with brianna why Mm -hmm. you guys have whatever it is that you can relate to with so you have to understand you have to have something of a personality and i Mm -hmm. find like a lot of the bodybuilders who wants to be personal trainers there's a personality there because it's what we call meatheads you know so it's like "Er, Mm -hmm. all the time no as a business owner, that's not going to fly.
3: Translate. Yeah.
6: That's not going to translate into dollar signs, any of that. Even on your social media, if whatever you're posting does not turn into dollar bills or you're not bringing any type of revenue, it's pointless.
3: Mm-hmm. If
6: I'm sitting here about to have mill three and I want to post mill three, I need to know how to turn that post into someone saying, yo, can you write me a bill plan? hmm and that needs to be consistent because as a business owner, everything you do is a business. I don't care if you're away with your girl. All right, let me get some good shots because I can do a side by side transformation while I'm away to post you know to push one of my programs. All right, let me do this. okay, you know what? Let's show people that they can still travel in e-clean. Mm-hmm. Let's show them something that's important with macros in this situation because I'm traveling on vacation typically. I'm eating, I'm eating good, but right now I want to have fun. But how do I eat in a certain way that when I get back, I'm not 20 pounds heavier, right? These things, you always think in business, the business Mm -hmm. is never over because people assume the second they leave out of the gym business is over. I like to say, as a matter of fact, it's just really beginning because now Mm -hmm. you survive one day, you have to survive the the next day, 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 until you put in a position where you're no longer in survival mode. Right. And that's the mindset that a lot of entrepreneurs need to have. But what happens is a lot of trainers become trainers, especially in the bodybuilding world, after doing one show and want to be a coach.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, and it's like, do you understand what goes on into this? To be a right. prep coach and a personal trainer is two different things.
5: 100%. Absolutely.
6: Yeah. Because you have to realize there's a lot of health things that goes into prepping somebody for a show, especially Mm -hmm. if there's, you know, certain scientific products that's involved. Okay. Especially if, you know, the person's age and everything like that. And now taking the health coach, personal trainer, none of these things matter when you are a business owner, there's Mm -hmm. a huge difference between being a business owner, the person person, who pays the bills versus the person who's training. They're not the same. Some people think being a business owner, a gym owner means I have 30 clients. I have enough money coming in every month. Oh, I can pay this rent. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's what—that's your first failure right there because mm-hmm. that 30 clients, we all know it's never guaranteed. Life happens. They will move away.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: They may lose their job. Okay. Right. But until you're in a position where you're consistently keeping people walking through your door, you're not ready to have your own gym. Right. I did all this the hard way myself. I did all this. I didn't want to go to college. I turned down my D1 football scholarships. I turned down everything. I wanted to be an FBI agent. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to be a Marine. I wanted to be all that. I was like, I'm going to be a person who's to screw it. And I'm like, yo, all I need to do is build my clientele and I'm good.
3: Mm-hmm. And
6: then I started to do it. I started to do it. And then when I was 18, I'm talking my, I'd probably be training our sessions. We're talking about 15 hour work days. You oh, know, yeah. I don't have mm-hmm. any bills to pay. So when my clients were paying me to stand in my pocket, I'm living life. I'm cool. Right. know, <laughs> I really should have humbled myself and really learn finances first, learn business first and then go. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happens a lot of times is we think money first. Oh, this is good. Yes. This is good. Let me know. Because when that overhead, when the first of the month comes, you need to pay that. Right. And, and anyone who who rents a building knows that every year that rent is going to go up.
3: Mm-hmm. And
6: are you bringing up in, enough to pay for your, the rent yourself and the trainers that you may be hired?
5: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean those things a lot of times people just don't think of in the beginning, don't realize, you know, and then, like I say, they learn and it's kind of too late, you know, by the time that they figure that out. And then that's when you get into the position where you're just trying to survive, you know, and that makes it harder to acquire the right types of people and build your client base in the way that you want to, when you're just trying to keep the bills paid.
6: Exactly. Exactly. Because at one point, some part of business is going to struggle when you're on survival mode consistently.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Some part of the business will struggle for me. I had to sleep in my office the first year the business was over mm-hmm. because I'm locked in on, okay, I need to be here because my first session's at 5 a.m. My last one's at 11 p.m. I still got to train myself. So I'm going to take this two hour uh, nap really. And then I'm up going to work and I'm running off of energy drinks and all that.
3: Yes.
6: Yeah, you can only do that for so long.
3: Mhm. Yeah.
6: Like, you, that will catch up to you quick. Yes. You know, health issues will kick in. So if you don't mm-hmm. really have a set plan lined up, you want to be patient. Mm-hmm. You want to take your time. And you want to understand the industry that you're going in first. The one thing that I did was I actually worked at LA Fitness to understand sales, to know how that those big gyms are doing their sales. I worked at private owned gyms. So I can know, okay, what's the difference between them in LA? And really, I put I put all my sales knowledge and my sales pitch to these two big companies to know, okay, this is how I want to do it. Even when mm-hmm. I built my gym, my gym will sell itself when you come to the door because of how I built it. Because I right. don't want to do it in a way where they're like, people coming, oh my god, this is a gym, this is disgusting. Oh, there's carpet and floor. I wonder how long this has been clean, since it's been clean. I wanted this. Right. No. Okay. So I'm going to build a gym that the second you walk in there, you can't say anything but wow.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's what
6: I did, you know, and I know I'm dealing with nothing but women. So I'm going to cater to that. Right. I'm dealing with certain guys. Okay. So I'm going to push for that as well with mm-hmm. the type of machines that I have, because right. all of these things you need to think of. from the dumbbells you carry, you can have iron dumbbells and that's intimidating and that's the reason why you're not getting enough clients. Whereas you have the rubber dumbbells, they appear more friendly. It might sound silly, but you'll be very surprised how far that goes in regards to getting the necessary clients. You right. know, some people are like, oh, I'm not lifting that. That falls on me. Mind you, rubber and iron, same pounds, they might both might fall. But for the, whatever psychological reason, that person feels as though the iron has a greater chance of falling on them. So they don't want to join for that. And being the trainer that you're not Mr. You know, meathead, sweaty, walking around, how you present yourself to the clients is important. Okay. Mm-hmm. That smile, that shaking the hand. All of that goes such a long way. And people can see through the fake. People yes. can see through real quick. So if you're not allowing it to flow naturally, there's no point.
5: Right. Yeah, it won't work. You might trick a couple people, but it won't be long term. That's for sure.
6: Oh, absolutely. And they'll catch on to the, you know, to the fake too, because I mean, they're going to be with you a few days out mm-hmm. the week. They'll catch on. They'll right. catch on.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. So much good stuff there. All right. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media?
6: They can find me at Caribbean underscore muscle, C A R B B E A N underscore M U S C L E S. C-R-I-B-B-E-A and underscore M-U-S-C-L-E-S. Yep, Curb Muscles.
5: All right, perfect. All righty. So Nick Slo from SPM Fitness in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. I appreciate it.
6: It's a pleasure. Thank you.
5: Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
2: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
7: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Julius Miles of Gladiator Fitness coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Julius, what's going on, man? How are you?
8: Afternoon, Joe. How you doing,
7: man? I am doing incredibly well. I'm excited to have you on here. I'm excited to hear your story and how you are able to operate and and grow this gym here as time goes by. Before we talk about strategies and tactics and and everything you do from the business side of things, talk to us a little bit about some context and and how we got here in the first place. What made you want to, to start a gym? How did we get here?
8: Um, so if we go all the way back to the time I was like in pre-grad, um, I wanted to I wanted to get into fitness. I wanted to help people. It's always been a passion of mine um, when I played sports and um, I was I started to weight train and that sort of thing. I have a degree in exercise science. So I was always interested in the fitness arena. Um, I didn't know that I would be a gym owner. Um, I thought I would be trainer. I thought I was going to do more, more things with, um, wellness programming and, and that sort of thing. Um, so long story short, I had other jobs outside of fitness, you know, when you're in college working at a job and you have to transition from having a job to starting a career. I was kind of at that point in life. Um, and so I finally got a job in, um, corporate wellness, And I didn't really care for the wellness programming stuff. Um, They gave me an opportunity there to start teaching classes and to start training people, doing boot camps. And I was doing boot camps on my own as well. And I found myself liking the training aspect of uh, fitness and the nutrition aspect of fitness more so than the uh, programming, the wellness programming. Got it. In 2014, I was introduced to someone who introduced me to someone else who got me into bodybuilding. Okay. Um, and I did my first competition in 2014, did well, got hooked on it. And the things I learned um, with nutrition and dieting and training, I, I hate to say it, but I learned so much more in that year, um, year and a half than I, I felt like I did with um, just reading a textbook or being taught, you know, or doing a, a training certification. So I took the information, that knowledge, and I was able to start training people for competitions and and um, using it for even my lifestyle clients. People just, just wanted to lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, um, what have you. And I got really, really good at training. I got really, really good at nutrition. So as clientele picked up, I saw that I could do better for myself and kind of manage my own time better if I trained than if I clocked in and, and you know, did my eight to nine hours, you know, sitting yeah. at the desk, creating flyers and and nothing against anyone who does that. But it just wasn't my passion. Sure. Um, so I stepped out finally for myself. I built my clientele up. I was training at a, a gym uh, that uh, a friend of mine um owned and clientele kept growing and kept growing and it grew to the point where I had too many clients for the space that I was in you know and it was other That's training there as well and they had clients good problem to have right 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 definitely definitely um so it, we were just on top of each other um so I met a lady and she was telling me about a gym like maybe a mile, and mile and a half from where I was training at. And I'm in Midtown Atlanta, just for a reference. Um, and Midtown has several gyms. Um, if you've ever been to Atlanta, it has several gyms in the in the area within a five mile radius.
3: Mm. Um,
8: so she was telling me about a space that um, had, had uh, equipment and had opportunity and that the owner didn't have any clients. So I was able to move my clientele over there. It was an easy transition since it was so close. And uh, I began to start training my clients there, and um, got word that the current owner was behind on, you know, his his uh his rent, and that the owner wanted to shut down the gym completely. And I began to look for spaces for myself. And commercial real estate is very, very, very tough to get in Atlanta. Um, You're not wrong.
3: Yeah.
8: right, so. Uh, my agent, my real estate agent, his name is Pablo at the time. He was able to convince the owner to allow me to sign a three, a three year lease. Um, and I, I gave a personal guarantee, uh, which I didn't want to do, but I had to do it just to get in the space and the price, the price was good. Uh, I felt like I can afford it. I already had some other trainers there that I can transition from, um, paying the previous owner to paying me. So, I felt um uh, financially I was able to do it. I felt like I had the management background. I have a degree in sports management as well, which kind of helped me to know how to manage the space. And I signed the lease and I've been there since. So this is year five, going on six that I've been in the space. And um now I'm looking for for bigger and better. So
7: yeah. Well, I mean, short- we must scoring. be doing something right. <laughs>
8: Yeah, man, um, I, I want to.
7: <laughs> yeah, and so Julius, talk to us a little bit about kind of the the product that you put out, right, when we talk about how to fulfill in the fitness industry. Most of the time, it boils down to either personal training, semi-private training, group classes, online, or like an open gym, big box model. Where mm-hmm. do you guys fit in that?
8: Um, mostly, for the most part, it's going to be um, small group training. Um okay. We had a couple of classes before, but now most of the train myself and most of the trainers that train under me focus on small group. Um, I know uh, back in the day, a lot of people focused on one on on one on one, and some people still do, but I didn't feel that model was um, would fit what I was trying to do and what I was trying to accomplish as far as um, one freeing up time, because I, you know, you see used to see trainers in the gym sixteen hours a day.
7: Yeah. That, yeah that I mean, was- you're handcuffed. You only have so many hours and so many people you can work with. And
8: Exactly. And that wasn't, that wasn't, was never my goal. Um, I wanted to be able to effectively help as many people as possible um, in the least amount of time. And maybe it, it was maybe a little selfish of me, but I, I feel that I had earned the right to control my own time in my, my own week. So.
7: No, I think that, I think, the traditional one-on-one training model still has value in some scenarios, but we right. need to remember how we're able to, to grow over time. Right. If we're just trading our time for dollars, there's no way at a certain point you can't work any more hours. It's right. not realistic. Right. So for the longevity of the business, you decided we're going to go in the small group model. This is where we're going to focus all of our time. And and I think that's really a lot of ways a lot of gym owners are going that way.
8: Right, definitely.
7: For you, how does that how does that look? I think, I mean, small group is interesting because pricing-wise, all across the board, people will pay per class, people will pay upwards of hundreds or thousands of dollars in a month. What could somebody expect to pay for that type of training if they were coming to work with you?
8: Um, so I do a monthly fee. Um, and I have it where it's kind of every 30 days auto draft so i don't have to worry about trying to collect money every month or i I give the option where they can do like three months at a time Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're not in i don't i don't want to ever lock anybody into a super long-term contract um you know three months i feel is sufficient 90 days you can get great results if you want to continue with me then so be it most of the people that i train do continue some people have been with me three four years um i do i do uh monthly typically um and it's anywhere from $300 to $500 for a small group
7: depending I, on how you know, often they're training
8: right depending on how often they're training um I don't do any more than four days per week okay uh, I feel I feel like you can get four really good workouts in and you can do you know anything on your own cardio. oh yeah be fine
7: especially also, for regular mom and pop type people who are just looking to move a little bit better and feeling a little better they're never going to step on stage four days a week is probably a good point for them and so for you guys 300 to 500 is is the range right is that the price point that you started at or have things evolved over time to get to that
8: (laughs) no 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 when i started i was doing the um (laughs) $150, $200 $150, 5 days a week special. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, things I, have changed a little bit over time too. We have, we have definitely changed. Um, and like several of my uh, mentors had, had to tell me like over time, Hey, you're good at what you do. You get results, raise your prices. The people will pay, you know, you're always worried. Oh, I charge more. I'm going to get less clients. But you know, I had to start doing the math in my head to make it make sense. Um, you know, you can you can train two people for <laughs> one fifty, or you. you can train one person for three hundred dollars. You know, yeah. the money doesn't change, but the quantity um, the quantity increases, but the quality increases, yeah. so to speak. So I had to get that mindset in my head, and some people still, you know, charge. You know, clients uh, will uh, message me um, or email me. Um looking for trainer and then I, you know, they ask for my prices. I give them my prices and the conversation stops. Right. Because they probably seen someone charge less. That's fine. If yep. they seen someone charge less and they want to pay less, I understand. Um, but well, it's, it's not for everybody though. It's not for it's everyone. Not for everybody. Right. Right.
7: You can't, you can't fit 400, 500 people in this sort of model. It doesn't make sense.
8: Exactly. Exactly.
7: Okay, cool. Well, I, I want to pick your brain on, the marketing that goes into this, obviously you deliver an incredible product or people wouldn't be consistently finding you. What are you doing from a marketing standpoint to, to generate interest in this in the first place, to get people in through the doors?
8: 99.9% of my clients come from referrals. Yeah. You know, um, so treating people well, um, always showing up on time, um, giving them quality training, um, being interested in in their needs and concerns and getting results has helped me more than anything else. Um, aside from that, most of my marketing, so to speak, is done on social media. So sure. um through Facebook, um now through Instagram is the big thing. Um mm-hmm. just posting information education um so you know instagram has a thing about the algorithms and this and that And most most of the posts that i make that get the most feedback are when i do the education when i give education about nutrition yeah. when i give education about the training because people want to learn if people want a trainer who knows what he's talking about and walks the walk that he's talking about so sure. i've never had, taking out like a google ad or anything like that and not to say those don't work um but thankfully i just i've never had to because i always have enough referrals coming in where i i I haven't had the the, a reason to do that
7: yeah absolutely i mean when we talk about marketing marketing is is typically more toolkit than singular tool right we need to get in front of people in a couple of different ways and we can get pretty far with an entirely organic strategy and then fill the gaps with things like you're talking about, right? We can supplement with Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, whatever. And and the beauty of that is that if we need to get new people in, we can turn up the volume and put a couple extra dollars behind it. If we're pretty good with where we're at, we can turn down the volume and we don't need to spend that kind of money in. And the control is, is really, really beneficial in conjunction with referrals. Exactly. Because referrals, we can't, we can't say, Hey, I know I'm going to get 20 referrals next month. We take referrals when we can get them. Right. great, They're free. But with that control, those two are really, really powerful combination. So for you, I mean, do you think that that's something that you'll get into here in the future at some point?
8: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I kind of, and you mentioned a good point about referrals. I kind of know when I'll get, um, more referrals than when I want. So I also do um, online training, online coaching. Um, ah, okay. Two, two years ago, maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago, I started. Um, I got a custom built app through through uh, a company, mm-hmm. and I started utilizing the app for online training. Because before that, I was just sending out like plans via email, PDF, yeah. and That's things. A lot of work. Like it was a lot of work. So when I started using this app. Um, I saw my online training, like skyrocket. Okay. Uh, and from there I was, I started doing like 30 day challenges just to get people started with their fitness journey, um, 60 day challenge and what have you. And based on the results from the challenges, I started getting, you know, a lot of referrals. So anytime I do a challenge and I get, you know, I could get five or six people who really show great progress like the referrals start pouring in. So I kind of know based on, okay, if my challenge is ending in March, because I did just had one end at beginning of March, then referrals are coming. And oftentimes I push people to online because I can do more in less time with online training. And I try to scale the business that way. So I don't have to take, now I don't have to take as many people in person because I can supplement the income with online training.
7: Right. And, and so we're pulling revenue from a couple of different sources then, which, right. which really, really helps. You started at the right time with pandemic hitting and, and gyms getting shut down, right. you being able to continue to make revenue and got into online training before everybody else got I into would. online right. training
3: too. Right, right. So right,
7: I think you, I think you timed it pretty well. As you move forward, do you think that you're going to focus on in-person more than online or online more than in-person, or are you trying to build both?
8: So my goal is to focus primarily on building online um, with moving into a new space. My goal is to have more trainers under me. So teaching more trainers to do what I've done okay, right, to grow their business so that I don't have to be in the gym as much. And don't get me wrong. I love training. Like I love, I, I love, you know, giving people workouts in person. Um, there's nothing like it. You know, I love being in the gym, but I want to decrease my time spent in my hours spent each day in there and focus more on utilizing online. So if I'm if I have um, if I have a bigger space and I can have a membership fee, something that I don't have now. Right. And then I can have um, all the trainers under me, which I'm getting revenue from each of their clients, which I don't have now because they just pay me rent. And then I can have, you know, mentorship programs where I'm teaching trainers um, how to train properly, how to do nutrition, how to grow their businesses. There's other streams of revenues that I don't have currently that will allow me to take a step out of the gym and just focus my business on my online training.
7: Yeah, I think that's really, really important. And and obviously, online training has has blown up in the last 24 months, um, but those that do it well and successfully we can tap into clients anywhere, right? We're not, right. we're not limited geographically to seven to 10 miles around the facility. Now we can yeah. train somebody right. wherever, whenever, right. and, and really, really build a business. And to your point earlier, have a lot more control of our schedule right. in terms of when we're putting in time and working and right. And, the combination of both of those things, online and in-person, that's huge, right? Right,
8: definitely. For sure.
7: And so, Julius, I mean, I want to ask
8: you, moving
7: forward, you you said, hey, I want to get into a bigger space. I want to teach other trainers to do what I've done. What's the big vision for this? How far do you think you can take it? How big do you want to take it?
8: I think I can take it as far because I started <laughs> with zero clients and now, you know, I have yeah. 60 in-person and 200 online, you know? So I think I can take it as far as as I wanna take it. Um, But the main thing is mentorship. Like there's so many people coming out of school or so many people who are working jobs where they they love fitness and they maybe wanna get into training, whether it's online training or um, in-person training and they need guidance. So if, if someone's willing to pay for a certification, or go to school and and pay for a course, I think they, with enough infrastructure in place, they'll be willing to pay me to teach them hands-on, you know, real life experience information so that they can grow their business. And I've had, you know, I've had several people do it so far. and, it, and it's most been people that don't even live in Atlanta. You know, they we have a just like you and I talking, we have a conversation. I break down different ways they can make revenue. I break down um what tools they use as far as applications and things of that nature to help them build their their online business or their in-person business. So, yep. I think if I keep um going down that path, I can I can make it big. For sure. Man,
7: I I think it's it's cool to see Somebody taking steps to make sure that they're growing what they're doing over time. I want to, to ask you kind of one final question to wrap this whole thing up. And, and now that you've been in the game for a little while, what do you think would have been the most impactful for you to know five or six years ago when you first opened your studio? What do you think, if you were able to tell yourself advice, what do you think would have been the best thing for you to hear right as you were opening your own business?
8: charge what you're worth Mm. (laughs) that would be that would be
7: (laughs) we have a tough time with that in the fitness industry
8: yes because there's so many it's so much quote-unquote competition but sometimes the people that do the same thing you do aren't your competition just because they do like if you think about it is toyota mercedes-benz or rolls-royce competition not really They no. both they both manufacture vehicles. But when two people are decided, if a person is deciding on what kind of car they want and they have the budget to buy a Mercedes, they're not going, most chances, they're not going to look for a used Toyota, right? And not to say I'm yeah. better than anybody, but I feel that I put in the time, the effort, I have the education and the experience where I can, I can charge more than what the next person is charging, based on those things. Right. I'm 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 okay with that.
7: Yeah, that's important, and and knowing that you can't serve everybody, you can't make everybody happy all the time.
8: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm still I'm still learning that. (laughs) Yeah. Still learning that.
7: Yeah. Yeah. No, spot on. And and man, I think that's that's probably the best thing for people to hear. I think when we talk about businesses going out and and going bankrupt and not able to operate, it's usually because they don't charge enough, right? They're, they're trying to amend and appease everybody. And then people are canceling just as fast and and they're not able to make pay bills. So I think, that's a, probably a really, really great place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up. But but Julius, before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to to shout out where people can learn a little bit more about this business. What's the website? What's the social media? Where should they go?
8: So you can contact me a couple of different ways. Um, website gladiatorfitnessatlanta.com. Or you can contact me at templebuilderspt.com. So that's my personal website, um, so templebuilderspersonaltraining.com. And on Instagram, you can contact me at B underscore temple builder. So the underscore templebuilder. So it's t h e underscore templebuilder. Or you can contact me uh, Gladiator Fitness LLP on Instagram. So I have a couple of different, just the business page and then my personal page gladiator fitness atlanta on instagram i'm sorry yep Uh, gladiator underscore fitness underscore atlanta that's
7: perfect man connect with
8: connect with julius
7: on all these platforms to learn a little bit more about gladiator fitness julius this has been awesome man i really appreciate your time and, and your insight when it comes to how you operate in the industry and so we'll have to check in with you again down the road i'm sure there's a million things that we didn't even talk about so We'll have to get you back on at some point in the future. How does that sound?
8: Hey, I appreciate you guys having me and I definitely look forward to it. Just keep me posted and I'll I'll jump back in with you guys.
7: Yes, sir. So thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords Out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alex'sbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexesgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at